Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. Okay, it's been a few days since I've done a session with the Labor Day uh, weekend and so forth, so I got some news stories I want to cover today. There's actually quite a bit going on. All right, so first of all, we have uh, a new record number for open positions here in the United States, open jobs. Uh, we hit the record 10 million open positions just recently. Now we're sitting at 10.9 million. Uh, this came from uh, what's called the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. It's not a widely known report, but the Federal Reserve Central Banking System does look at this carefully uh, for signs of a slack in employment. All right, so basically... Uh, looks like we got the numbers coming in from July. This one does come in a little bit on a delayed basis. Uh, and we got a record 10.9 positions open. Uh, it says here, job openings outnumbered the unemployed by more than 2 million in July as companies struggle to fill a record number of vacancies, according to the Labor Department. All right. Well, we just had uh, the, the last of the enhanced unemployment benefits end uh, on Labor Day on Monday of this week. That was that extra $300 a week in unemployment pay that uh, some states were still uh, offering. All right, here's the thing. Uh, so we may see somewhat of an increase in people uh, going back to work as that ends, but it may not be a massively big number. Economists have carefully looked at other states that ended their enhanced unemployment uh, earlier, some weeks, some months earlier. And what they found, uh, there was somewhat of an increase in open positions being filled, but it wasn't massive. When people have been surveyed about why they are choosing not to go back to work at this time, it's actually multivaried. Uh, for some, yeah, it was, look, I'm getting that extra money. It's, you know, it's good enough for me right now. I won't go back until those extra um, benefits end. But for many others, they simply said they're just afraid to go back because of COVID. Uh, apparently, they would be going back to jobs where they would be exposed to a lot of people. And so that's a big factor. And they're not choosing, choosing not to go back, at least at this time. For others, they say, look, I got kids at home. Uh, either where I live, uh, the schools are still virtual, or I am choosing not to send my children back to school at this point. Uh, due to the you know, COVID cases, so I'm keeping them at home. They, you know, they're doing the virtual learning at home, and I can't leave them. So that's another one. Uh, for other people, they have said, "Look, I've gotten somewhat comfortable being at home, and, and I'm just reevaluating just everything." And there are others that have indicated they are going back to school to learn new skills and new career. So they're either just entering school now or planning to do so in the near future. So. Uh, it's multifaceted, but uh, we did have that report come out today. So that's something the Federal Reserve is looking at. All right, the company Coinbase, their symbol is C-O-I-N, Charlie, Oscar, Ida, Nancy. All right, 
So what um, they're involved with various cryptocurrencies and just all kinds of stuff. Uh, they don't just do that, but they do a lot of other things too. All right. So they I said here, Coinbase has received notice of a possible enforcement action from the Securities and Exchange Commission related to its interest-earning product, which the company plan had planned to launch in the coming weeks. Uh, let's see. Uh, it says the cryptocurrency exchange and services firm uh, has received a notice from the SEC. Uh, the SEC is looking into this um, thing called Coinbase Lend. Uh, apparently what it is, it's a product they want to offer where people can lend out basically, I guess, their cryptocurrencies and so forth to others to earn interest. All right. The SEC has generally taken somewhat of a hands-off approach with the cryptocurrency industry. I'll tell you why. It's really broad and big. Uh, you know, I, I somebody told me there are over fifteen hundred different cryptocurrencies out there now. I, I didn't realize the number was that high. Maybe it's not, but you know, we, we hear a lot about Bitcoin, of course, Doggy Coin, Ethereum, but apparently there's many others, and there's many more parts to the cryptocurrency industry. I think that's been the SEC's challenge. Like, how, exactly what do you regulate? See, they don't want to just throw one blanket regulation over everything. Uh, it, all of a sudden, they're stifling. Uh, perhaps uh, real growth and business opportunities in areas that really don't need the regulation. It'd be like the SEC saying we're going to regulate the entertainment industry. Well, that's kind of broad. Entertainment's everything from movies to video games to sports to you know everything else. Uh, and that's that's the issue they've got with cryptocurrencies. Exactly what do you regulate? But this is an area. It looks like they specifically might be going after. Uh, they, they may feel this is crossing the line. That this is in fact an investment product that Coinbase is looking to then begin issuing, and investment products like newly issued stocks, as an example, they have to go through a regulatory process to go public, uh, and it may be that uh, it, it may be that, or they may feel there could be areas of abuse. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, as far as Coinbase stock. Uh, symbol C-O-I-N, as I mentioned. Uh, they were down today, but it wasn't like devastating. Uh, they finished the day at uh, down 3.23%. So I think the market's going to take a wait-and-see approach with them and see what happens. All right, so we got that. Uh, White House announced today that they would like to have solar power be providing near half the electricity supply by 2050. All right, the reason I wanted to mention that you know, you do still hear about plays with solar energy. Uh, it's probably going to be long-term, though. It's probably, uh, it's hard to get immediate plays on solar energy unless some company comes up with this miraculous product that's like leagues ahead of any other technology out there. Uh, but be careful with this, because I see a lot of it. People telling you, oh, go make all this money with solar energy. It's probably more a long-term play. A challenge with solar power, even here in the United States, is simply some parts of the country get a lot more sunlight than others. I mean, that, that's just simply part of it. Uh, you know, I live here in Florida, the sunshine state. Yeah, we get plenty of sunshine here. But when I lived in New York, uh, you know, it seemed like it stayed cloudy out from October to April every year. And the days, obviously, were a lot shorter further north, so in the winter. So, all right, Ben, we'd be, you're probably not going to see immediate plays on solar energy, but I thought I'd mention that. All right, here's something I like to see in. Uh, we had today 
Uh, well, I see this year. It happened in July. I actually missed it. It says the first disabled and woman-owned New York Stock Exchange floor broker changing Wall Street. I, I mean, I think this is great. Uh, her name is Cynthia DiBartolo. And her firm, Tigris Financial Partners, in July 2021, so it just happened, became the first disabled and woman-owned floor broker to become a member of the New York Stock Exchange. Well, that's great. What floor brokers are, these are companies that actually execute trades on the exchange floor. So uh, they've actually got their people on the exchange floor. So, you know, when I worked for the New York Stock Exchange, it was definitely male-dominated. There was no question about that. Uh, Let's see, when I worked there back in the 80s, uh, we had about 400 people on the uh, exchange floor, and I'd say maybe five women. That was pretty much it. And and, I mean, they were highly competent, believe me. Uh, and I know at least three of the five, maybe all five, their fathers were floor traders, grandfathers. They grew up around this stuff. I was actually told, believe it or not, that, well, first of all, the New York Stock Exchange was founded in 1792. You know, on another lesson, I'll give you a little story about the, the founding of the New York Stock Exchange. And it was kind of wild when it was founded. Uh, it actually shared a building with um, a gambling house and just all kinds of stuff was going on. But anyway, uh, the Tontine Coffee House. But New York Stock Exchange was founded in 1792. I was told the first woman didn't set foot on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange in 1943. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I was told that. Uh, I was told that what happened, uh, five secretaries came on the floor in the middle of World War II um, you know, to do uh, administrative, you know, secretarial work because so many of the brokers were serving in the military. So anyway, but this is good good news here. So uh, Tigris Financial Partners, um, first disabled woman-owned floor broker to become a member of the New York Stock Exchange. I mean, I think that's fantastic. So uh, good news there. Okay, what else we got here? Okay, Amazon. Uh, Amazon bringing cashless technology to two Whole Foods stores. They own Whole Foods. So if you didn't know that, well, I guess you do now. Uh, anyway, they have this thing called Just Walk Out. That's what they call it, Just Walk Out. The idea in a nutshell, instead of going to self-checkout at a cash register or having somebody ring it up at a cash register, you just walk out the door with your stuff. Just put it in a bag or something, just walk out the door, and the scanners can scan things as you go out, and it just charges it to your financial account. Uh, You know, your Amazon account, debit, credit card, whatever you got set up. Uh, So, you know, Amazon wants to bring this nationwide, and uh, I'm sure a lot of other retailers are looking at this. They said the two locations are going to be, let's see, Opening in 2022, one will be located in Glover Park neighborhood of Washington, D.C., other in Sherman Oaks, California. And uh, basically, uh, it's called Just Walk Out is their technology. And they said shoppers who want to skip the checkout line enter the store by either scanning an app, inserting a credit or debit card linked to their Amazon account, or place their palm over the company's palm scanning payment system called Amazon One. Uh, Shoppers who opt out of using the cashless technology will only be able to ring up their items using self-checkout or at a customer service booth. All right, so see what happens there. The key there will be to look for other companies that may have similar technologies if this begins to take off. It may not. I mean, shoppers may decide, no, I still want to go to a cashier and just, you know, get checked out that way. But if it does begin to take off, uh, then, 
yeah, you, you may see some big opportunities with companies with this technology. It reminds me of when banks first started using ATM machines. Before that, you had to go into bank lobby to do everything. And you know, a lot of people didn't want to use ATM machines. They just didn't trust them. But then over time, it, people recognized the convenience of them. And it, they became accepted. So today, obviously, not that many people go in bank lobbies to do stuff, their routine stuff. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, same thing like with check writing. You know, some people still mail checks off to pay their bills, but most people have gotten, I think, comfortable doing it electronically. All right, there could be some opportunities there, though, with companies that also provide this type of technology. What else we got here? GameStop. Okay, one of the meme stocks, as it's called, with AMC. GameStop, symbol GME, that is the company that um, was way down in price. It was heavily, wasn't shorted by investors. They borrowed the stock, uh, ho uh, hoping to rebuy it back at a lower price. And uh, they borrowed it, sold it, hoping to rebuy it back at a lower price. I've covered that on uh, some previous sessions. Uh, but anyway, this is the one, them and AMC, that you had all these new investors over there on Reddit, some of the chat rooms, start talking it up. They started buying shares through Robinhood and sent it skyrocketing. And so it's known as one of the meme stocks. Okay. So GameStop released their earnings today uh, after the market closed. Now, it was widely expected that they would have a loss. All right. So what happened? Their sales numbers came in about what was expected but the loss was greater than expected. So the stock in the after hours market, GME is the symbol, George, Mary, Edward, uh, down 8.7%. Now, a little less in here. It was down 13% earlier. I've said this on previous sessions. The markets tend to re overreact to news. So sometimes you have opportunities just by, you know, uh, just assuming the first reaction's an overreaction. And then if, the, if stocks go way down, they tend to recover quickly. If they go way up, they come back down. So sometimes you can have a short-term trading play just on that. You know, think of it like this. Think of that friend or relative that you may know that overreacts to everything. And then they calm down. That's the stock market, basically. It's been doing this since I started the industry in the 70s. Uh, overreacts on the upside too much to good news, overreacts on the downside. So see, if this is a, you know, one another day I'll talk about the after hours trading market, but if this had been the regular market, the stock shot down 13%, and now it's down 8.4, 8.5 we'll say, um, well, guess what? You had a short, you had a play there, 4.5%. You know, you could have actually uh, made a quick profit on this by playing the overreaction. So, all right, so keep an eye on GameStop. Let's see what happens. All right, Shang-Chi, latest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, was released this past weekend. A rare major release on Labor Day weekend. Usually most company, movie companies don't release big movies because kids are going back to school. Uh, but, you know, obviously things have changed due to COVID and everything else. So, it was being heavily watched, I mentioned the other day, by not just Disney, but also uh, the other movie companies. Would people be willing to go back to the movies? Because unlike Black Widow, this was only released in theaters. And it actually did pretty well. It did uh, $75 million over Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it set a Labor Day record, which probably wasn't difficult since Labor Day is, again, not a big weekend for movies. But anyway, uh, seemed, to, seemed to do pretty well. And uh, AMC stock ha had a small pop on that. They, they feel, all right, people are willing to go back to movies. So, um, you know, pro most likely 
Disney's going to go ahead and release the next movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Eternals, in November. There was still some question as to whether they would actually go through with that, but it looks like it. Uh, as I previously mentioned, the problem they ran into with Black Widow, you could either buy it on Disney Plus for $30 or you know watch it in the theaters. And apparently, because it was on Disney Plus, a streaming service, I guess it was easy to get like pristine copies of it, and it's been heavily pirated. My, my understanding is it's much harder to get a clean copy of a movie if it's just playing in the theaters. All right, so we got that going on. So keep an eye on that. Uh, air conditioning. All right, let me talk briefly about air conditioning. I, I, see a, I see stories out there, these so-called stock experts and analysts and so forth, telling people there's a play in air conditioning, air conditioning companies. They say, well, it's getting hotter out, and, you know, which, you know, it's getting hotter out. People are at home more. They want better air conditioning, or they want a higher quality air. And so they're, they're telling you, go out and uh, play the air conditioning market. All right, you got to be careful there. I'll tell you why. There's only three. There's three big companies that dominate that industry. Uh, Johnson Control International, uh, stock symbol JCI, Joseph, Charlie, Ida. You have Train, T-R-A-N-E, Train Air Conditioning. Their stock trading symbol is TT, uh, Train Technologies. That's like Tom Tom. And you have Carrier Air Conditioning. They used to be part of United uh, Technologies, which was known as a conglomerate. They had all these unrelated uh, companies. Um, what they did is they, they sold them off uh, or spun them off. Uh, they spun them off, I think, last year. Uh, so anyway, Carrier is now, once again, its own company. Uh, it's... Uh, stock symbol C-A-R-R, -R, Charlie, Apple, Robert, Robert. And they, they call Carrier Global. All right, but here's the problem. None of these companies are exclusively an air conditioning company. They do lots of other things. I'd have to look up how big a percentage of their sales come from air conditioning. But that's the problem there. It's hard to get a pure play on air conditioning because these three big companies don't just do air conditioning. They do lots of other stuff. So that, that's just the lesson there. If you're going to try to do a play on a specific product or even sub-industry or something, Look at how big a percentage of the company's sales make that up. It, it, it could be a situation where it's 3% of a company's sales, so they double their, their numbers. So what? It's not going to affect the bigger company that much. All right, so I wanted to mention that because I see several um, stories out there, people telling you to make a play on air conditioning. All right. Uh, got another story here from the auto industry. Uh, Apple. Uh, loses a leader of its long-rumored car group to Ford. All right, Apple uh, has a division called the Special Products Group. Now, they, uh, they, they specifically use that general name, Special Projects Group. It's widely considered that's a car. They're building an automobile, an electric self-driving car that they may be bringing out as early as 2024, the iCar or whatever they'll call it. All right. Well, apparently they just, um, Ford Motor Company just got um, this guy. I guess he's well known in this area named Doug Field. I know he used to be a Tesla. And before that, he worked with Segway. You don't remember those Segway things that were around for a while? Um, anyway, 
the fact that Ford has somehow persuaded him to jump to Ford uh, could be a lot of things. It means Ford's really going to be a major push in this now. Uh, or maybe there are issues at Apple. It's hard to say. So uh, for those of you looking at electric cars, you know, Tesla's always been one of the best-known pure plays. But the problem you got to be careful of is how quickly can these big, the, big, the bigger companies get in on this, Ford, General Motors, and so forth. So there might be some long-term significance to this. The fact this guy, Doug Field, has been hired away from Apple over to Ford Motor Company, which, by the way, probably then verifies that this special projects group is a car they're trying to develop. So, all right, so we got that, and we got just two more things here. United Airlines staff who are granted religious exemptions to vaccine mandate will be put on unpaid leave. All right. Uh, United Airlines, as well as many companies, have indicated they're, they're mandating all their employees get the vaccine. Uh, but they, as, as most companies said, they are making exceptions for religious uh, beliefs or, or medical reasons. Well, I'm not sure. We'll have to see how this holds up legally. But United said that um, anybody who is getting an exemption due to religious beliefs certainly can do that. But they are going to be put on unpaid leave. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. What I've been hearing is that many people who are just simply not wanting to get the vaccine are simply going to some religious organization and getting an exemption from a like-minded person in some church somewhere. So there's some accusations this may be possibly being abused versus people that truly do have religious exemptions. So I don't know whether that story's true or not. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but that's what's going on there. Then our last story today, the company stock trading symbol Lulu, L-U-L-U, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the company, Lululemon or Lululemon or something. But anyway, what they do, they they make they work they make workout apparel and I guess hang around the house apparel, stay at home apparel. Anyway, they announced they released their numbers after the close today. Numbers just blew through the expectations, sales, profits, everything. The company said they've already hit their 2023 expectations. So what is happening here in the after hours? Symbol Lulu, uh, Larry Uncle, Larry Uncle. Uh, the stock is up 13.5%. Again, that might be an overreaction. We'll see when the market opens tomorrow. Uh, sometimes what you can do with these, just wait till the market opens the next day, give it about a half an hour, see how things settle down. All right. So we got that company, Lulamon Athletica is what their full name is. Okay, so I uh, had a lot of things going on today. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up for today. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Hope this stuff is helping, and I'll talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See you.